Hello and welcome to The Third Way. The Third Way is a podcast all about exploring the world of the mind, art, and how people function together. You're listening to our Black Excellence series. In this series, we celebrate, you guessed it, Black excellence. In the episode you're about to listen to, I had a conversation with the incredible Chloe Pierre, founder of Thyself, a wellness platform and network for everybody. We talked about why Chloe does what she does, how she navigates spaces as a Black woman, and so much more. I know you will be inspired, so sit back and enjoy. And as always, thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us for this episode of our Black Excellence series. And today, I'm really excited to have my good friend, partner in crime, overall legend, Chloe, with us. (laughs) Hello. Hey, Jess. Hey, everyone. We're so excited to have you and so excited to talk about you and the work you do and yeah, just elevate and amplify your excellence. Um, So thank you. Uh, Like every episode of our Black Excellence series, I'm going to start with some quick fire round questions and then we're going to get into the nitty gritty, your story, what you do and all of that. Is that cool? Love it. Amazing. So start off by telling us where you're from. Uh, Yeah, so I am born and raised. I guess I keep on saying born and raised, but it's not actually true. (laughs) Sorry about I was born in a place called Romford, which is actually classed as Essex. Um, So that's where I was born. But since I think I was like two, I've practically... Um, moved in with my grandmother because we're super close so I've pretty much lived here since my earliest memories so I'm from Stoke Newton, Hackney, very proud to be a (laughs) Londoner. Amazing I love that I um, actually don't know that many like people who have grown up in London so I love that that's amazing. Yes. Um, Okay next question what is your favorite food? Oh man, I go through phases. Like seriously, I'm so hungry right now, and I'm like, "What am I gonna get? Should I get Turkish? Because I live in like a very Turkish area, <laughs> so, like a million um, like restaurants, or should I get a pizza? But like, I only really want a pizza so I can get a dessert. So yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if that answers the question, but I change my mind all the time. Um, I don't really. I, I think anything with cheese, and I'm good. Cheese. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yep, we're going to lock that down. <gasps> Cheese or pesto. Mm, yeah. Okay, okay. I like it <laughs> myself. I'm a little nucky and pesto girl. Oh, nucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what's your favorite color? Um, Sounds random. Probably like black. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> I remember growing up and um, my teachers would ask me that in school and I'd say like black or white and I've always been someone that's really obsessive like um, monochrome and block colours. 
And I remember my teacher being like, black's not a colour. And I was like, well, obviously it is, because I'm black. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so black's my favourite colour. It always has been. I appreciate that. I can relate to that. Um, yeah. I went through the same thing. Like, people would always tell me, oh, but that's not a colour. But I'm like, but it's my favourite. So then, yeah. like, over time, I kind of went, mm, okay, I mean, I guess I kind of like burgundy. That's, that's a nice colour. But my favourite colour is black, too, so I feel you. I mean, I do like yellow, and I think it looks, like, majestic when black women, black people wear yellow. Um, but, I mean, it's, yeah, the first off-the-cuff answer has to be black. Love it. What's the last song you listen to? Oh, my God. <laughs> she jokes. I was just listening to Natural Collie by Freddie McGregor. Um, I'm an old-school head. Like, I love my, like, old-school reggae and... Oh, yeah, like Lover's Rock. Yeah, that's my jam. I love that. Um, what motivates you to get up in the morning? Um, I think it's doing something. It's like not just doing something, but it's like doing stuff for other people, but not just anyone. I really like to be someone that can help other people and yeah. use my skill set and use my voice to benefit other people. I love that. That's amazing. So you're stranded on an island. Yeah. You can bring three things. Oh, child. That's a hard question right there. <laughs> um, damn. Uh, probably, probably like a share moisture, like a share butter, something okay. like that, because like we got to keep moisturized, you know? Um, <laughs> And, you know, got to keep, like, the hair done. And it's, like, such a, like, an all-round product. And it's natural. Um, so I do that. Um, I'd have to bring my gran because it's, like, she's my my OG. And we can, like, hang out and it just be us. And we just have the best time. So her. Um, damn, what else? Third thing. What can I live? I can't, pretty much can't live without a phone. But that's, I've kind of trained myself to have that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair. Right. Butter, your gran, and your phone. I feel like you can survive yeah. with things and people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Or, or maybe maybe we could swap the phone for an avocado because that's that's hard. But then having said that, the avocado might grow on the island. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. True. True. So but Okay, cool. I'm 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 gonna sit with the phone. Say <laughs> say butter your grand and your phone. Um, and then the last question that we ask everybody because we're really curious to find out about the breadth and the um, yeah just the the different walks of life that we all come from. What would you yeah. say your spiritual background is, if any? Um, is there anything? <laughs> grew up in anything you still prescribe to to this day yeah so I was actually brought up Roman Catholic so I went to a Roman Catholic primary school went to Roman Catholic secondary school I did everything apart from get married so far <laughs> um so I actually went to school um uh school run by nuns oh, so wow. it's that deep oh wow um, but really? I, 
It's really I have no uh, idea. Just so I you know. know. I, mean, <laughs> I feel like that most people that know, like you know, Catholic schoolgirls, um, I probably resemble that because I'm a. I guess I can come across a bit wild at times, um, <laughs> so that's a bit normal. Um, but I think for me, it's like I'm still discovering what works for me and I appreciate and I've like I've just got a love of history I've always have always will so I'm always looking up things about like you know like other religions and also looking far back into like you know black history and in terms of black spirituality um so I'm learning I don't think I want to prescribe to any religion I think I want to take the best of many um, and lead with that because I think that there's a lot of similarities but then when you throw the whole um, structure and organisation of religion into anything it just becomes really like I guess in a way sordid and political and I just mm-hmm. I'm not here for it I think just the basics are good. Yeah no I feel that and I um, I like that you touched on the the African traditions and yeah so many I just recently bought a book um about I think it's called African religions a short introduction or something because I came across an article who um uh who kind of you know studied that he lectures all across the U.S. he's um Nigerian American um so I feel that like I really feel that I think it's so interesting and important for us to connect with those roots you know because a lot of that stuff is coming back now like and quote unquote white folks are presenting it to us like it's a new thing and I think it's important for us to understand "Mm, yeah knew this (laughs) which is why I guess I started thyself as well because I was fully aware that like wellness didn't wasn't made from like I don't know Gwyneth Paltrow's like lab (laughs) it was like you know it it wasn't so exclusive. It came from natural roots and natural beginnings and very humble beginnings. And, yeah. you know, it's very much a part of us. So why are we being excluded from marketing and advertising and even just from these spaces and these places, these spaces that we can practice yeah. something that is so innate to us? Why are we being excluded from them? So, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Thank you for answering all those quick fire round questions. I think it's always fun to just get a little bit of an idea of who, who we're talking to, you know? Yes. Tell us a little bit more about what is thyself? What do you guys do? And why and how come you started it? I mean, you touched a little bit on that now, but give us a little bit more insight. Yeah, so Thyself is a wellness platform. Um, I founded it in October 2018, so it's coming up to two years now, um, and we've grown tremendously. Um, I started it off as just a community um, somewhere that, you know, me and a few other people, I could find other people who maybe looked like me, uh, whether that was in my the shade of my skin or, yeah. you know, um, in the size of my body or mm-hmm. the abilities of my body or, you know, my mindset or spirituality. So I wanted to basically connect with people that look like me because I was going on a spiritual journey myself um, and a wellness journey. And I was going to all these places and I was like, this is really cool The the offering, the service is amazing. Um, but there's no one else that look like looks like me here. And I almost feel like the other. And I did get looks and things like that. And I was just like, this is not right. 
Yeah. So I did my research and I was like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to start a community. Um, and then one thing just led to another and it became a company and we started working with different brands and we then went to New York and did a whole event out there and now we're getting PR and now we've got a website and now we're like doing more brand partnerships and yeah, it's just crazy. So long story short, it's a wellness platform that yep. aims to actualize self-care, um, actualize self-love and promote wellness and diversify the wellness industry from within. That's amazing. I love that so much. And I think especially as black women, um, you know, historically, we've not been taught self-love and self-care and and all of that. You know, we've been, um, so many of us have been conditioned to just kind of be strong, have our shit together, look after others, and yeah. look after ourselves. I, I came across this quote um, by Audre Lorde not too long ago, where mm-hmm. she's and I'm probably going to butcher it, but she says something along the lines of, um, my self-care is um, along the lines of his self-preservation. Yeah. It is an act of resistance in itself or something along those lines. I'm definitely butchering it. But Yeah, no, no, no. I le- definitely know it. But again, I don't want to <laughs> butcher it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, she's totally right. And, you know, even things like that, like self-care was like, I guess, coined officially, you know, in I guess our not our generation but in our lifetime I guess by her and she's a black woman and look at that has completely been taken out of context um and it's just been you know repurposed for a completely different set of people and you know we haven't learned that you know like you said we haven't learned that um but it's even really funny now that I have a grand that you know I'm really close to then She's like now, yeah, self-care, self-care. But that wasn't a thing, you know. She, oh, like, looked after her children and then looked after me and looked yeah. after my siblings, you know, and did her thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, that's incredible. So how have you found, um, I guess you said that you guys have grown massively, but how have you yeah. found perception in general when it comes to stepping into that space that, you know, traditionally, at least in our recent history, is a very white space? Mm. How found the reception in those spaces have you kind of tried to infiltrate spaces or did you just Mm. go you know what I'm just going to do my own thing and it's just for black people or is it multicultural is it how how have you found that part of the journey yeah so for me it was it's been okay I've always known how to navigate white spaces it's you know I've always been one of very few people of color um, in my classrooms, in my workplaces. Um, so I've always known how to navigate those spaces. So I didn't find that difficult. Um, yeah. It's more, I guess, there's like a maybe like a shock reception yeah. to see a brand like mine growing and for me to be the face of it. Um, that's something that I get quite a lot. Um, but then also, well, so I get, I also get a lot more. Um, it's more about educating I think as well like a lot of people want to have separate spaces and want to be segregated and I completely like I completely understand that um because safe spaces need to be protected but I guess I'm the next level up I've seen segregation a lot I've been a part Mm -hmm. of it I've been on the receiving end uh you know I've been on the minority end and what I want to do is I want to educate people I want 
people to come together um and that's the space that thyself is it's like a no bullshit approach to wellness and well-being in terms of a lifestyle and it's about bringing the right people together with the right mindset with the open-mindedness to come together for the greater good because I'm not interested in moaning about what was or what has been um there's a lot of that and when I say moaning is you know there's a lot of trauma behind it and there's a lot of trauma from actually quite both sides if you think about it obviously more so if you're black and more so if you're a person of color there's a lot of deep-rooted stuff I want to bring people together for the right reasons and I want them to learn and I want to be that source of change I want myself to be that source of change for them so I love that and I guess you are navigating um a lot of you know what we would call intersectionality so there are a lot of Mm. different identities and potential you know potentials for oppression um yeah together in the space that you that you have created that you've curated you touched on um you know body size you touched on obviously the the you know your blackness um how have you found building that without or or maybe you do i guess it's an open question but how how Mm. have you found building that kind of thing and what kind of labels do people put on thyself because of that do they put any labels on it is it like oh this is you know this is a space for black and big chicks or is it what I mean like what yeah how have you navigated that and how do you because you just talked about bringing people together how do you open for everybody um, because I, I guess that's something that I do and that runs through the brand. Like I'm open. I listen to people. I'm. Yeah. It doesn't matter if I'm black or if I'm big or if I'm small or if I'm, you know, because I've been all of these things, but it doesn't matter. I, I guess what matters is what's in my heart, what's in my mind, the kind of things that I come out with. Um, yeah. And also just being unapologetic. And I think that's yeah. something that runs very true and is very... Um, easily noticeable when you come to thyself it's like you know even if you just come to our um our instagram page or our linkedin page or our facebook page or even if you're in the whatsapp group it's just unapologetic like you are who you are you do with it what you want we don't really put labels on it um we are open to everyone and maybe that's what we have to say just to make sure that people feel comfortable coming to our spaces and to you know our corner of the internet but it's definitely like you're not a label and you don't have to wear that label you know you just wear yourself with pride and you wear your heart with pride and your spirit with pride yeah i love that share a little bit about what that journey has been like for you personally so obviously now for the last two years you've run thyself you've created this space that is all about self-love self-care wellness spirituality Mm. you touched on that have you always been like that has that always been something that has been really true to you or have you had your own journey when it comes to those things how did you get to that place I honestly think I've always been this person, if I'm honest with you. Um, I have always been, like, described as being different, especially in terms of, like, my family and my culture. Like, I'm from a very Caribbean, like, culture and heritage and how I've been brought up, um, my communities and stuff. So I've always been seen as different. I always went to predominantly white schools, um, predominantly middle class schools or, you know, and I've always been around a really diverse set of people. So 
I've always been, I guess, exposed to different scenarios and different communities and different understandings. So I guess in a way I look at that as being a privilege and it's, um, so I guess for me, yeah, I've always been seen as that. So I've never really felt like I had to conform and I've always had a a really diverse group of friends. So it only makes sense for me to use that skill and, you know, the skill of communication to communicate with loads of different people. Like I go, I went to Cuba and I don't speak Spanish (laughs) at all. Like I, yeah my Spanish is awful um and people just like literally warm to me and like speak to me and I'm like I don't speak Spanish <laughs> and I ended up spending like a night like just chilling with them on the street like in Cuba while my friends were, who do speak Spanish were in the house so like it's like that's just who I am so that flows through the brand and you know I also want to teach people how to do that because a lot of people yeah. it's not to say they don't want to mix with other people I guess their trauma and their lived experiences and what they've been told and it's massively fear as well and I guess ignorance mm-hmm. will come into it as well um that they don't want to be in those spaces or they don't know how to act in those spaces so if I can live and share that that'll be amazing I don't have kids so I can't really be sharing that with anyone right now <laughs> but I can do it through thyself you know and I can do it through my friendship groups and even that is something as well is that I want to live with purpose so you know I want to be that person I'm obviously going to fail at times but if I can teach my friends how to how to maintain their friendship with me if I can teach my family how I want to be loved and that that can teach them you know that can dispel like generations of how we've treated each other and how we've raised each other then I'm gonna do that so yeah I love that it's it's always really deep everything I do is like I'm so happy to be at this point where it's like I live with purpose and I do that now so that follows through yeah Yeah, I love that so much. And I think you touched on something really important there about, you know, the way we we find ourselves in a time now where there's a lot of uprising and it's good, it's necessary. And definitely necessary. You know, the external change and the challenging, the systemic racism that we all face. But I think you touched on, and, and I feel like it's just equally as important for us to actually heal ourselves. Yeah. And heal our communities and so it's beautiful how how you describe that what would you say to someone who's maybe listening who isn't naturally that confident or isn't naturally the kind of person that goes oh I'm just gonna you know love myself like how I am and and bring that to the table what would you say to them and what are some things they can do to maybe build their healthy self self-confidence and become more open to themselves go on that healing journey but also more open to others I think it's really important and I say this all the time but it's like learning to love yourself is one a journey but two you need to like be fully with it you need to be fully Mm -hmm. like on that journey you need to want to be on that journey it's not about just saying it that's the whole reason why I started myself as well is because there was like oh these posts and I was going I was in a really dark place myself and I was looking for a remedy and I saw these posts about self-care self-love but nothing actually felt deep enough it was like Mm -hmm. self-care in a bottle and I was like nah that's not really gonna work for me I'm a very deep person it has to be deep into this I needed to know and obviously too right because I at the time I had no idea who Audrey Lord was so 
you know that I needed more and I definitely yeah. have now sought that and it, it's definitely a journey so I would say be willing and be open to be on this journey for a long time like even I still have moments of self-doubt like I do like I have it quite often but and you know and I don't necessarily love myself but it's about training yourself to talk to yourself better and yeah. I also always recommend people to spend some time by yourself but it's spending time by yourself with intention don't just sit yeah. there and like watch a movie you can do that yeah. but maybe like sit there and like I don't know it might sound crazy but like look at yourself in the mirror like you know yeah. a lot of people don't even know what their body looks like because they're hiding from themselves so yeah. like force yourself and like challenge yourself to look at yourself know every single part of you that's yeah. another thing actually a lot of people I guess I don't really know if they were threatened. I don't know what it was, but for a long time, people made me feel as if I didn't know myself. And I was like basking myself saying, I do know myself, or maybe I don't know myself, or maybe I'm this person because they think I'm this person. And then that all stopped when I was just like, no, I know who I am. Mm. You know, I don't accept crap. I will yeah. call someone out. I will put them on the spot. I'm still a really friendly person. I'm still really yeah. lovely. I yeah. still do what I can for yes, people. Anybody listening, I you can know, that <laughs> yeah this is who I am um yeah. I hang around with these people I date these people like you know I speak this way mm. you know yeah. that's a massive one actually I speak this way because I don't speak like anyone that I grew up with really like in terms of like my family my friends we're all different and I, I really appreciate that so I think like just learning to love what is around you and learning to love the voice in your head learning to love it will eventually make it start talking to you in a better kind of tone yeah and use better language towards yourself so yeah no I love that I appreciate that and I think it's so important what you just said about you know actually being intentional about spending time with ourselves and and I think again in in different cultures and different ways people grow up that maybe hasn't been an emphasis but I think for this time in order for us especially as black people to step into this freedom that we are seeking and that we are fighting for, it's so important that we... Well, I honestly believe that we already have it. Like, don't get me wrong, I know that we don't have it, but we already have that power in ourselves. We're still asking for validation. That's why we're not getting it. Mm, interesting. Talk That's to me how I feel. Because like, no, one, no one gave me this opportunity to be where I am today. I had to fight for it. Like, I had to fight to be heard in a school of all white middle-class girls. I had to fight to be heard in a family where, you know, you're pretty much raised to be a good, like, partner or a good mother. That was, like, the goal, or to have a job that pays you well enough that you can survive every month. You know, I've had to fight all of those things, and that's why I'm here, why I'm here today, and that's why I have this outlook. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we should be, like, I don't believe in seeking validation from people. Yeah. And I think that is part of the problem. Yeah. That's because we are bold. We know that yeah. we're kings and queens, and we say this, like, but we, we say it with our chest, but, like, are we really, like, taking it in? Because mm-hmm. if we, that was the case, we wouldn't even need to, like, I don't even care about labels. I don't care about those kind of things. I just do. Yeah. It's interesting, because I think, you know, obviously we acknowledge that, and like you said, we acknowledge that there are systemic issues and there are things that, yeah. that have to change. But, you know, you're right. There is something in us, and I notice that in myself, like, where we've actually internalized some of the the white supupremacist thinking mm. and we are now seeking validation mm. 
from the same people who have oppressed us or are oppressing us. So actually the freedom has to begin, like you said, in us. And we actually have to intentionally internalize a new narrative, a narrative that, that isn't just an outward, yeah, we're kings and queens, but it's actually an internal believing and knowing that, that we do not need validation. And I love, you know, the idea as well that we go, well, we're just going to go and create spaces. Well, and yes, exactly, we're yeah. But we're just going to create our own spaces. And if you want to join us, like, all power to you. But this is our space, and it's going to be the way we're running it. It's going to be the, you know, meeting our needs. Um, because yeah. we, we deserve that. And I feel like that's exactly what you have done and are doing with thyself, which I love so mm. much. Yeah, it's definitely taking ownership, like, taking ownership of your life, your surroundings. And, you know, propelling yourself. Once you take that ownership, like you can do so much like to the point where if you don't want to work for someone if you're if you don't like the environment you're living in you're working in you have the power to change that no one's going to change it for you um and I think we need to just recognize that as people um and just move on with that kind of mindset yeah because when we're never going to get the approvals we're asking for it so we we need to take it and we need to make it our own yeah yeah no I, I I can definitely hear that and I think that resonates with me and, and, you know, obviously with that, like with my, um, my, my journey and background being social change, I do, you know, there's, Mm -hmm. I I agree with everything that you're saying. And then at the same time, I'm like, but that doesn't give, so if you're listening and you're a white person or you run a white institution or whatever, that doesn't give you permission to keep doing your bullshit. (laughs) No, it doesn't. But eventually that I do believe like, eventually they will have to join the crowd they will have to join the winning crowd yeah if we're not you know again it goes back down to you know we want equality and that's what we're fighting for we want equality but yeah. why are we like giving our money to the people that oppress us then okay okay let's talk about that let's talk you know because there's a lot of people that are like oh yeah i want freedom and whatever whatever but you're still buying like that that brand yeah. Or like, you know, you're still shopping at that place or, you know, you're still clicking on that site, that new site, and you're still reading their articles. Okay, yeah. well, that's defeating the whole purpose then. That's yeah. the whole reason why we've built our own, like, or we're starting to build our own, like, media houses, our own publications, our own wellness brands, our own yeah. fashion brands. We've been doing that as well for a lot of us. Why yeah. are we not supporting those and putting the money? Because essentially, it's all about money. This is the world that we live in. Yeah. If we pull that back, and I've heard it so many times, and you know that I don't shop at certain places, and I yeah. probably haven't done since I was like a teenager because I have that awareness. Pull your money back; they'll have to listen after that. You yeah, know? I love that, and I think that's so important for anyone listening, whether you are a black person yourself or you want to be an ally. Chloe just said it: put your money where your mouth is, because yeah. the is there is power in numbers and if all of us stop buying from the companies that benefit from the 13th amendment in the u.s or if all of us stop you know or you know vice versa start buying from black owned businesses and start 
putting our money into black owned businesses, then that is going to grow. And, and even our time, even if you're still going to work for this, like FTSE, whatever company that is like all white and they, you know, have this awful work culture, like, you know, on the weekends, maybe put some support into, I don't know, working with like a Saturday school or yeah. putting your efforts there or like maybe mentoring someone or, you know, seeking out people that look like you and like supporting their businesses or, you know, it's not like, it's not, we don't all need to be business owners at the end yeah. of the day as well, you know? Yeah. Like, I only started myself because there was nothing out there. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to create it then. Um, yeah. But essentially, if there was, I would have just, like, gone and supported it and given, like, the manpower. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that's a really important thing generally is we have to, especially in this point of time that we're in, we have to support each other. And yeah. And we have to looking to somebody else to do that and we actually have to start supporting each other well thank you so much chloe for sharing a little bit about your story and and what you do with thyself and before we um come to an end what are maybe a couple of things that you wish someone had said to you uh when you were 15 or 16 I wish they would just tell me that you could do it, like you can do, it's not just do anything, but you have access to a lot of things, mm. like use them. Yeah. But then I also, I think that those things were within me and I've kind of blown up certain people's minds, so they wouldn't have been able to tell me that. Mm. So, but I just wish I had that kind of support that is to say that you could do it like just as much as anyone else. And you don't have to look a certain way to be that person mm -hmm. either. That's another yeah. thing. Mm. That's really powerful. Yeah. Beauty standards. I mean, that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> and I am just over it, like, as well. It's just like, you know what? Like, I just like wear my hair natural. I'm doing my own thing. I'm enjoying my life. And because you know what? That is like actually the least of anyone's worries mm. and that should be the least of anyone's worries we've got bigger battles to fight right now i love that well <laughs> we'll get you back to a yes an episode about beauty standards oh yeah i mean i'd, I'd be down for it <laughs> <laughs> um so thank you so much for sharing all of that how can people get involved with thyself with you how can they engage obviously we're going to drop all your handles and website into the show notes but what else? How can people get involved? Yeah, so people can get involved. So we don't have a membership. I mean, I would like to do one eventually, but um, a membership plan. But essentially being a member is just clicking follow on our Instagram page. It's signing up to our WhatsApp. It's signing up to our newsletter. It's, um, you know, clicking on our website, which should be going live in about two weeks. Um, you know, just that is as like, that's, the kind of work that you can do to support thyself and it's you know commenting and engaging that's honestly all I want yeah. um and all I want for the brand is to be able to help people so even just just getting involved and messaging is fine yeah I'm like such a basic girl man but like, <laughs> but like the little powerful. input that matters <laughs> I know it does and it's really powerful and actually um I'm going to make sure we pay attention to what's going on. By the time we publish this episode, the website might actually be live already. So Amazing. Yes. Well, no. Um, yes. From, are you, so I know that before lockdown, you guys have also been hosting events. Is yeah, so we do, I mean, so we have done a few events. Um, I just didn't, I don't believe in... Uh, 
um, like over processing things. I don't believe in saturating a further saturated market. So we do certain events still online. Um, we have a really, really good um, IG live series, which kicked off this week with Instagram and shout out Felisa who runs Black and HR. That was amazing. And now we've got a whole series coming out soon with Black, um professionals and black founders where we speak to them and we find out about their experiences and how we can essentially change the industry and change like racism from within and whether that's like within your friendship groups whether that's within your office whether that's within your freelance network that's um you know yeah so we're just doing those um doing a lot of ig lives so yeah if people want to get involved in that and watch that that would be amazing click share um just get involved essentially i love that amazing all right guys you heard it here make sure you go ahead and follow at thyself and obviously follow chloe all the links and tags and all that kind of stuff is going to be in our show notes so you can just have a look at that and thanks again chloe so much for joining us today Thank you for having me. Seriously, thank you. Such a pleasure. And we're so excited to see where things go for you, for thyself. And um, like I said, we're definitely going to have you back on the Third Wave podcast. Oh, way. Amazing. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, make sure you do all the following and the sharing. And you'll hear from us again in a couple of weeks' time with our next episode of Black Excellence.